This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Part 3 Hey everyone, it's Valerie here. Today's show is Part 3 in our Count Up to 100 Episodes. In this show today, our snippets will include a vet, a rude lady, my birthday episode, a crazy story about quilters, and by far my most commented show, I'm a Daughter Without a Mother, a heartfelt episode. Enjoy part three of five. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. This show is about eating, reading, and creating. How these three things influence us every day and the people that make this happen. Isn't it you or me or our friends? Here's episode 42, Housekeeping Promo. Was playing with a little compilations and a recap. People think of us as being the punishers. The punishment is actually the sentence. So they're famous for the uh, tableside Caesar salad, and they're famous for their cherries jubilee. Because it's a what dog. would you rather give up? iPad, candy, or friends? iPad. Why an iPad? I like friends and candy best. That's a great answer. Some people uh, will try and hide drugs in their person. Mm-hmm. Um, We're not talking about ears. No, certainly right. not. It landed me in uh, corrections, justice, um, corrections, um, and policing. And the maitre d' that's there, he says, just a minute, I'll be right back. And he gathers up a few people and they carry this woman in her wheelchair to her table. Well, be Saskatoon, Toronto, probably Toronto, London, London, uh, Qatar. For as long as I can remember, I've wanted to be on a jury. You evoke a level of respect for other people. You may not like the individual for what they did, but you treat the person with a level of respect like a human. One is the Caesar cocktail and two, ginger beef. What do you love most about camping? Cheese. Cheese. Camping cheese. Practice cheese. Practice. Practice. Sorry, but practice. What is practice? Plastic. Plastic plastic cheese. Plastic cheese. Uh huh. Um, we just call it camping cheese because we We do call it camping cheese. We mostly eat it on camping. Yeah, you you try and do your best. I mean, some things you you find out some of the really dark places that your your uh, offenders come from. Yeah, like we just had a wonderful time. The food was fantastic. But it wasn't like an entertainment spot you would stop and ride. No, this is right. personal. This is their personal, personal space. And, and I was kind of reprimanded by the guard. The intro is by Janice Wilby, and the outro for this podcast is recorded by London Moss. The music included within these snippets is all through GarageBand. The podcast is written and produced by me, Valerie Moss, through GarageBand and WordPress. Thanks for listening. Visit ValerieMoss.ca for more information. 
If you've been with me from the beginning, what is your favorite episode or line or person that I've had on the show and why? Episode 43, Vets to Go. My old cat takes center stage in this episode getting a checkup right here on my kitchen table. This is my daughter's favorite episode. Take a listen. To the yowling. A lot of people ask me if it's because of pain. Um, and usually they don't yowl constantly like that with pain. I don't um, think she's in any pain. Yeah. So, still, oh, did she get you? Oh, just a little bit. It's fine. Um, uh, when I feel her tummy, um, her bowels feel a little bit ropey, a little bit thickened, but it's not a really specific finding. doesn't necessarily mean anything. Her heart sound good. Um, sounds good. She's a little tiny bit dehydrated. Okay. Not too, too bad. And she is pretty bony. So yeah, there's she's these, bony. Yeah, so these cats, like, I can see that she's a tiny cat. Mm-hmm. It probably always has been. Always, yeah. um, but when I look at her, I can see this kind of really real prominence in her spine and that usually goes along with some muscle wasting as they get older and that can be either from um a combination of things but one of them can be with their as they get older and they get some arthritis and things like that they're not moving around as much and they lose muscle that way but more commonly um there's something going on in the body where they're eating fine and they're feeling fine but the body's basically the metabolism's off, so right. they're breaking down muscles. So I read that's that too. So when they go, when they get a little older, yeah, their eating's fine, but they just don't hold the calories. Well, or and there's usually the a reason for that. Oh, so okay. yes, it happens in old age, but I always say, you know, same with us, right? Old age isn't a disease. Um, why is it happening? Right. So um, one of the ones I'm, one of the things I'm wondering about her. So with the big, the big concern being the um, the yowling. The big reasons for that to happen in older cats are. Um, dementia, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately there's not a lot we can do to help, but there's some things we could try if it's getting to the point of torturing you. Yeah. Feline senile dementia, also known as cognitive dysfunction system, may occur as a cat ages and is directly related to the aging of their brain. Starts to decline around 11 years of age, and senile dementia typically occurs after a cat reaches 15. Well, it takes 17 and a bit, so this is the typical path of life, I guess, for her. Um, Also, changes in their senses. So, decreased hearing, which I know she probably has. There's no way I can test it, but it's almost guaranteed at this age. Well, I know. I think so, too, because if we kind of come on her, she'll... She gets starched. She's a little bit starched. Yeah, so that stuff can really contribute it, because it's like a person who can, Mm. when you have your your phones on, right? When you talk, you talk a lot louder, because you can't hear yourself speak so it could be that but there's also um, a few other things like hyperthyroidism Mm -hmm. is a big one in older cats so that's an overactive thyroid so signs of that would be that they eat normally if not more than normal and they lose weight and the vocalizing can be part of that um those are the big ones um so what episode 44 color me mine This is one of our go-to favorite things to do, spend the day away painting. There was, however, a visitor that came into the store, disrupting everyone by her comments. Here's the clip. I know, like, hopefully she doesn't want to sit beside us. Hopefully she did, because that was super rude. Sometimes 
Sometimes you have to keep your opinions to yourself. Hey, you know what you can do for flashes, London? Get one of those little those little drawers and then just draw some flash lines. Poo, 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 poo. Can you wipe that away? What? No, we can draw over top of it though. Try to just use the light colors now. Because you've already done all the dark stuff. But I need to use that brown a little bit. Hear that chime? That was the rude lady leaving. As you can hear all the family sitting around us, this younger woman come, comes into this place picking up items for someone. She made an announcement like, if I wanted to be around kids, I would have kids of my own. With all of us family sitting around in this place, she openly comments about this on family day. This totally sat with us and the other tables. Dads and kids and moms beside each other, united as families. It impacted us, London and I. We couldn't wait to tell her dad. The atmosphere feels good in there. You can almost feel palpable, creative energy all around. Fun fact about me. I'm an Aries. Episode 45. Thank you. Such a beautiful comment I had to share from the owners of Color Me Mine in my previous episode. Take a listen. Experiences. If you've been pondering to go here with your bestie, the environment and the owner's goal for this place is amazing. Here was her response. Hello, Valerie. Wow, that's so sweet of you. I loved it. You brought a tear to my eye. It truly makes what we do so worth it. And when we hear back from the very people we do it for, and it truly touched my heart. Episode 46, Mental Health Challenge Winner. Seems like an oxymoron, but I did win this challenge. And with that, I received an awesome gift from Stress Case. Take a listen to my winning episode. Thinking skills. Can we presume we know what someone is thinking? Yes, of course. Is it accurate to the depths we want to perceive it to be? Likely not. It may be close, but it's not the everything. 
For me, I need to be with people. From what I know about mental illness is that it's a lonely spot to be in. It's cold and isolated. When you're with people, you feel warm and cared for. This matters. You matter. We need to matter to people and to the most important person, ourself. I lost one of the most important people to me a year or so ago, and I have this hole in my heart even when I write this. No tears now, as time has healed this emotion of breaking my barrier of tears, but I feel sad that she's no longer in my life. I feel like a void is truly there. She was a friend, a dear, sweet, non-deserving friend to be taken by cancer. But I'm stronger for knowing her, perhaps better too, as she has taught me to have more fun in life and enjoy life just a bit more. Make life easier on ourselves and be our best people. Reflecting on mental illness, I use these life trials as a ladder to build up my character. Get that fodder in my life for me to share amongst my best people at the dinner table to better my friendships. One never knows who is going through these moments in life, so give someone just a bit more patience. Do a little better to make life easier for someone else. And remember, you are not alone. Thank you. My name is Valerie Moss. This is the Valerie's Variety Podcast for the Mental Illness Podcast Challenge. Stop the stigma. Thank you for listening and taking a spot out of your day to be with me and to give me your time. I truly appreciate it. Think about your friends and family who are going through some hard times. Give them a text, email, or a call to say hi and check in. Do it today. They may not respond, but you can guarantee they loved hearing from you. Thank you to River for putting this challenge out there. And thanks to my friend Amber for editing the episode. Thanks to London for the intro and outro. And please share your thoughts with me in confidence if you have a story you'd like to share about mental illness. Fun fact about me, I love to scrapbook. Episode 47, Happy Birthday, Valerie's Variety Pod. Wow, it was my first birthday episode. And the storytelling continues. Did you know 6 million people share your birthday? Broadcasting for corrections. My dad, Michael, in episode 8, expatriate in Qatar, born in Calgary. My soon-to-be stepbrother-in-law, Darren, in episode 7, interview with a warden. And Jen, the owner of Thrifty Princess Consignment Store, in episode 13. Jason Schnell, my music man. These were by far the most fun. I was relatively new at podcasting, and producing these was fun for me, and the guests were great. Also, being interviewed and auditioning for a couple of shows gave me a different perspective. Favorite line from one of my guests? I would like to sit and talk to Jesus.
All the episodes I've done reviewing a restaurant or two or many, this will be a staple on the show moving forward, as I love to dine in a good place with good people, enjoying the ambiance, music, and company. Plus, when the food is great, you can bet an episode will blossom from it. I still love the story of humanity in episode 26, review 10-5 and humanity, that I witnessed at the Second Cup on 17th Avenue. The workers were kind to the sleeping man with his orange rock. Episode 12, Q&A between mum and six-year-old, will be a good keeper for a long time, sharing this moment with my daughter, question and answer style. If you want your child to be on the show and have questions you'd like to ask or have me ask, I'd love to. What a keepsake. Interview Kids is very fun. Takes us back to having a good imagination, not a made-up one. Best part of this episode, quote, Plactic Cheese. When I got into investigating Calgary, I found a couple of articles from the 70s that piqued my curiosity. Why the 70s? Because I was born in the 70s, so I thought this would be a good place to start. These two stories, hook, line, and sinker, I was interested. The first one being about two missing girls, still not solved almost 40 years later. Interestingly, This is by far the most popular show by hundreds of downloads that I produced. I almost think the people who tuned in to listen, read, and review this episode and show notes just might know something. Why so much interest around this? Episode 48. Tenshi Sushi. Try saying that three times fast. This stop is incredible. Some really great and unique sushi options. Just be prepared. The hallway to the washrooms is pretty creepy. Collaboration of Vietnam, Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, Myanmar, West Malaysia, and also Adaman and Nicobar Islands. India, Indonesia, East Malaysia, Singapore, Philippines, East Timer, Brunei, Christmas Island, and Cocos, Keeling Islands, and finally Taiwan. This is a huge region, hey? Then it was spread to South China before introduced to Japan sometime around the 8th century, which would have been year 701. Originally, fish was salted and wrapped in fermented rice, a traditional lacto-fermented rice dish. That was basically it at the time. It's really interesting as I listen back to these recordings and hear what we are talking about and catching up on. Like this episode, we sometimes want to switch things up in our house and refresh it. Today, it's our cups, glasses, and plates. Do you ever want to do this? That's Chinese steamed rice. These are pretty. So, lemon had a good idea. 
Why don't we use the blue plates that we have? Let's try using them. Never use them. Instead of keeping them for good? She says, you know how you guys are always are looking for some nice plates? Why don't you use these really nice plates? What do you think? What do you think? Hmm? No. We should just use them. Yeah. Should we? We'll switch them out. Just to change it up a bit. I like the square, but yeah. They're nice plates. And they have caps and saucers and... We no probably, probably just use no bowls. We have the other with the white bowls. We just use the big white bowls. We just switch out, put all that stuff in the drawer, put that stuff back. I think. Yes. Do a rotation thing. I mean, I'll try. Pillows, perhaps, in your living area to new spring theme. We have a nice set of dishes that we always kept for formal dinners like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm always in for a change-up and to revive an area. They are beautiful, these dishes. So we swapped them out. We're discussing our trip. One of our goals this year is to take a big trip. Portugal is what we have in our minds. Episode 49 OEB Review. OEB stands for Over Easy Breakfast, and it has made its mark on this city. Here's a clip. Two one one. So it's the one on the outside of the back. Yeah, so it's the one on the street side. Or on the Or the business I'm not sure I like that. I like it. It's nice. Oh, I love the floors. Love the floors. Oh. I like that we have our oven in the wall. I like that a lot. Downstairs, Oh my god, same backsplash of ours. What's this brand here? Oops, sorry. Bridgeland? Do you love it there? Our meal arrives and it's served on gorgeous plateware. Kind of a ceramic feel. Mine is always perfectly coiffed with a long crepe, elegantly placed line of whipped cream. 
the real kind, and a neat sprinkle of pistachios. Inside, it's filled with bananas that are perfectly ripe, and a sort of custard that isn't too sweet, and other fresh fruits like strawberries, raspberries, and blueberries. There's a teeny tiny pitcher of warmed maple syrup on the side. It's delightful. Jeff's is tucked into a Chinese style of paper takeout box, and from the bottom up, it's complete with yummy potato wedges, fried veggies, and then a bit of greens. A couple poached eggs on top with lobster and holiday sauce. It's always stunningly hot and smells so savory. By the way, as I write this, my mouth is watering and I want to open my No Wait app and get in line. I enjoy several of his potato wedges. It's our deal we make. He doesn't even want to try mine, and honestly, I'm okay with this. Jeff's actually came as the other lobster scramble at first, not the one in the box, so they changed it for him and very promptly. As we sit and enjoy our food, the buzz in this place makes it all the more enjoyable. London's loving her meal, and so are we. Jeff debates if he should save his or take his home. Fun fact about London, she loves to do skits, and she's very witty. Episode 50, Una Pizzeria and Wine Review. This is the best pizza in Calgary with a great place to sit and have a glass of wine. It was the former Wicked Wedge location. Here's the clip. Can I get a couple handfuls of the caramel popcorn? Yeah, would that be okay? Yeah. And then I'm going to try your key lime pie. Key lime pie? It's very good. Oh, thanks. No. No. Yeah, thanks. It's very tasty. Wasn't this where the old Wicked Witch pizza was? We're pondering in our head. And the little um, art that's on the walls is like this three-dimensional, I don't know, hodgepodge of somebody climbing Mount Everest and then a shocking face of a woman that's in black and white. And then there's somebody like cliff jumping or hanging off a rock and there's a guy with a top hat on and it says the stones along one side. And the story goes like this. She watched in horror as her husband plummeted from above her. Margaret spent the night exactly where she was on Mount Eon. 
She looked for him the next day. On her descent, she repelled to a ledge that led nowhere. Swiss guide Rudolf Remmer, Bill Pato, and an RCMP man traveled four days to find Margaret Stone. She had been on the mountain for an entire week with no food or water. They pulled her off the ledge and Remmer slung her on his back. He carried her for four hours down the mountain. Let me read that to you one more time. The stones, it's called. Do you remember Wicked Wedge? I do. When I first moved to Calgary, barely 19 years old, Episode 51, I'm a Daughter Without a Mother. This episode has the most comments. It's a thought-provoking show about my life with my mom. Get the tissues. Here's the clip. Could be a close friend, like my sweet friend Allison, who I adore. It could be a girlfriend that you had your babies with. Diane, I couldn't have gotten through those early years without you. For me, growing up with my dad, day in and day out, he did everything he could. He went to school and worked when we were young, a lot. This man's life was heavy with decisions, being a single dad, money was tight, and our life was full of change. We moved a lot, always trying for better. He worked a lot, so we were home alone. He was a chef. He was a chef, so growing up with him, we had great meals and could cook a mean supper at a young age. He was a fun dad, always taking us to the mall, doing small things to spoil us, and bringing us to family functions. This was important to him. He's a family guy. He will always be there for you, family and friends. When I, mother... To my daughter, I do all the things that I wanted done to me. I'm basically giving my child what I feel like I missed out on or didn't get enough of. Things like pillow talk and snuggles, whispering secrets, braiding hair, although my dad could put sponge rollers in my hair so I looked like Shirley Temple, and I loved it. Doing makeup and nails and being pretty. I lay with her in the night when she's had a bad dream stroke her hair when she's had a hard day. My dad would sing K Sarah, Sarah, and so do I. I let her cry and have a moment, help her make good choices with food, clothes, hair, and hygiene. She needs me like we need a person. To you, it might be your mother. To me, it's my friends and my dad and my Auntie Kathy. Depending on the circumstances... Since I've grown, and as I come into my own spirit and my own sure-footedness, I feel like I get to choose. I get to choose to be with this person or that person. I get to choose if I reach out to my mom. Am I prepared for the non-responsiveness back again? I get to choose to spend time with people who matter to me, whether it's a friend from work, a long-distance call that lasts all night long. 
a text message that comes with lasers. These are the people who respond back, who care that you are there. They matter to you and you matter to them or this person. I love my mom. I'm here for her. She's a soul that is lost. Her mother, Valerie, died when my mom was six. Episode 52, The Courtroom. My experience with an affidavit? Two cases I watched over and ours. Did we win or lose? Take a listen. So this means that we sued a client who didn't pay his bill. We, the plaintiff, failed to appear in court on said day. So we have to sit in this conference call with claimant and, quote, not happy judge. She's tough and scolds us for our lack of consideration and wasting the court's time. judge asks us to get in touch with the claimant who is also on the phone witnessing us get lectured by the judge. He gets his front row seat. We end the conversation, likely after she does, sit and ponder this for a moment, then proceed to call the claimant. In short, this did not go smooth either. This is all before noon on a Friday. Ugh. So we wait for the next court date to get granted, and we finally appear in court on time, ahead of schedule, and was... It shows the whole listing on the screen outside the courtroom. There's a few parties along with us. We see a few people waiting amongst us at the small benches, but not the claimant. If you have a court date to appear in court, you need to be there, or by default the party who doesn't appear loses. So, we head into court together. The clerk, in attire similar to the judges, greets us, all one by one. The courtroom is like you see in the movies. It's oak. The judge is sitting up higher than the rest of the room, slightly. The clerk is the next level down with computers and chairs and a large, wide desk. Then there's a witness box to the right while facing the judge. Fun fact about me, I owned an online quilting store named Pastimes Online. Episode 53, The Best Bread. Why did I stop buying bread and start making it? Here's the clip. We buy in a grocery store, and most of them contain azoidibarbonamide, not just Subway. So I decided right then and there that I would start making my own bread. Jeff, of course, was on board. Who doesn't like fresh loaf of bread smelling good and tasting even better? We even have a song called Jambun Jambun, and it goes to the jingle of the old cop show, Bad boys, bad boys. I digress. The bread machine. 
We purchased a bread machine, as I knew better than to try and time rising. This bread machine isn't anything fancy. It's the Cuisinart bread machine. You can purchase it on Amazon for about 160 bucks. And if you're a Prime member, shipping is free. I bought ours about five years ago. Five. At Home Outfitters for $200. But according to their website today, all stores are closing and they have huge sales. So you might be able to pick one up from there for a good price. Since I've had this bread maker, I've made two loaves of bread a week, sometimes more, but this is pretty typical. And in five years, that's over 520 loaves of bread, all in the same bread machine. The option I choose is number five, which is the French bread recipe, standard white. All you need is water, table salt, bread flour, measuring cups and spoons, some other options if you want to add different ingredients like hemp seeds or carrots or other kinds of nuts or seeds. You need one cup or one tablespoon of water, room temperature. I actually use the water from the Keurig holding tank because I know that's at room temperature. Three quarter teaspoons white table salt, two cups, one third cup, and one tablespoon of bread flour. I use bread flour as it seems to rise the best and taste the best. You can use all purpose, but it's... Fun fact, I've been to Mexico five times. Episode 54, Brecky Cafe. Our experience at a new breakfast place. Was it good or was it awesome? Take a listen. Dining. And the people that visit this place range from father-daughter duos to families to first dates. It's got a good vibe in here. We order the avocado toast to start, which comes out in colors of purple and green. There's like little purple pea shoots and flowers on top of the toast. That's all edible. London Fogs to drink, and I order the breakfast sandwich. Jeff orders either the lobster benny or the wild mushroom benny. And London goes for the French toast that you heard at the top of the show. All the food is positioned just right on the plate. There's pride here, and you can feel it, and it's noticeable. So you gotta go in here, and this would be on the What did they buy him for? I was gonna go. So if you didn't catch that, Jeff was telling me that no weight is no longer. If you're not familiar with the No Weight app, it provides you a spot in line when you're en route to a restaurant or want to get in ahead of the crowds. You can put your name in this application for your favorite dining spot. Basically, you're in line, but you don't have to be standing in the restaurant. And that app was called No Weight. And so... We used it all the time. You can monitor your position in line. It gives you a time when to be at the restaurant. You can kind of text back and forth to the host. And it was bought out by Yelp for $40 million just recently. $40 million for this no-way app. Wait, thank you. 
Yelp was kind of getting old. Current again. When you sit in this place, it has huge, high ceilings. There's benches and tables and chairs. There's plants everywhere, and they're real. As well as stacks of fresh bananas and avocados displayed on tiered platters. There's a giant shelf made out of orange pipe and wooden planks with plants and all kinds of decor. The shelf is separating the restaurant from one side to the other. But it's totally open, yet has a purpose. The chairs are kind of like a retro. They're a mint green shade. The tables, too, are retro with an aluminum trim. Episode 55, The Messiest Body Scrub. But it's worth it. At least once a week I use this combination of... Here's the clip. Daily. While in the shower, bring your coffee Tupperware with scoop in with you. Or you can put your scoop inside the Tupperware container. Rinse off your body and take a small scoop of coffee in your hand. Moisten it slightly. You should have enough that coats both hands. And proceed to rub this into your legs, feet, bum, back, arms. Getting more coffee is needed. The natural oils from the coffee also provide moisture. I also use this on my face, but please test a small area on your body, like your arm or your thigh first, to ensure you don't have any reaction. Episode 56, A Quilter Story. Jail, son, daughter, shot, and scolded. Here's the clip. Germany, France, England, Croatia, and more. She has a son that suffers with severe schizophrenia, who's disappeared for weeks and months at a time. But she told me a story at the lunch table that will blow your socks off. Listen to this. She has a daughter that was shot by her boyfriend, then shot himself in front of her, and she lived Southern Belle at the time was living in the Maritimes, and this daughter was living in Ontario. The daughter was struggling with a controlling boyfriend and had finally separated from him. The story goes something like this. She was out one night, and on her way home it was dark. She always circled the blocks around her house, row by row, car by car, looking for his vehicle. In a radius of six blocks, one block circle at a time. She had done this routinely, faithfully. She opened her front door, and he was inside already, waiting. He grabbed her at gunpoint, made her strip down, and then he proceeded to shoot her through the neck and out the shoulder. Two bullet, two bullet shots. She then, still alive, witnessed him shoot himself in her apartment. 
When the police showed up at Southern Bell's home in the middle of the night, provinces away, she thought they were there to deliver news about her son with schizophrenia that had been lost for many months. But no, they were there to share this news about her daughter. Southern Bell was days away with a husband shipped off in the war somewhere. How do you live through things like this? The story as I'm sitting at the lunch table brought me to tears. Her very daughter was shot and lived and witnessed this indescribable trauma. They both, Southern Belle and the daughter, still suffer from PTSD. It's only been about 10 years. This boyfriend has made a mark, a scar, truly on this young woman's body and her family that will never be forgotten. May not ever hail from it. The next person I've coined the name of the horticulturalist. This lady is a dear friend of mine. She's funny and serious like me. I've known her and quilted with her for many years. Like 15. Episode 57, The Blues Can. A night of gravelly voices, bass, and dancing. But it's not there for the fine drinks and the high-priced whatever. And the bartenders will tell you so. But you're there for the music and the vibe and the feeling and just to enjoy. At one point in the night, this man, finally dressed with his red shirt, white suspenders, top hat, and the crispest ribbon detail, He came up on stage with a walking stick in hand and the darkest of sunglasses. He, this man of poise, proceeded to tear the harmonica apart. This place went crazy. I was in awe of the excellence and talents before me. As most of you know, I do these background recordings from my phone. It's discreet, and just to give you a sense of feeling from this part of my life. In no way am I stealing or portraying their music as my own, just to provide a context for my night out, or the environment that I'm in, to share with you. I've never been to the Blues Can before this night. Have you? There's almost 600 reviews on Google for this place. The list of performers on their site is endless. Check out their link uh, through my site, bluescan.com slash performer to see these people. 
They have names like Silvertone Devils, Smokin' 45s, Peter Fisher and the Hurricanes, and our very own cousin, Ange and Company, has also played there. Oscar Lopez, Calgary's own, Rusty Reed. Don't these names solidify the mood and personality of these bands? These are old souls in these bands. They have stories to tell and magic to perform. Talking and engaging the crowds, looking for the song and word that connects us all. These people perform and love to influence the souls before them. We all have a story, and hearing a song, a chord that strikes you, is what. Fun fact about me, I love the journey and the destination. Episode 58, Calgary Stampede, the greatest outdoor show on earth. Check out our time there. Well, the Texas Cowboy, you know, his wife, Samantha, won here eight years ago. Won $100,000 in Maryland. He said, Matt told me I've been trying to catch up here since. So let's see if today is the day. He is sixth in the world's pageant. Twelfth, that is, a six-time national finalist. Kind of like Tom from a second ago. This guy loves pressure. We've seen him under pressure a lot of times. Come through. It's exciting times and lots on the line when these young men and women come to wager it all. When the bull doesn't perform or the rider gets a penalty for all the wrong reasons, it just makes the event that much more unique. We rely on the grounds, the earth being perfect, the weather cooperating, the animals to perform, the fans to buy tickets. All of this combined makes this event that much more powerful to be part of. This could be a heck of a matchup right here. They've been in the 90s several times on the back of this outstanding bucket horse. This is another one of those rated coconut chippy delivery products. This could be absolutely spectacular. They want to put you in there with 90 and a half. They want first year 90 points. So we know that this might be the horse right here. They don't call it the greatest outdoor show on earth for no reason. It's over 100 years old and counting. Not many of us know anything that's been around this long and still going strong. The Stampede takes in approximately 1 million visitors a year. There's Family Day and Kids Day and Seniors Day to name a few special themes. They also have the Coca-Cola stage that has live bands with big names. Here's last year's lineup. Walk Off the Earth, Our Lady Peace, Cheryl Crow, Simple Plan, Billy Talent, and more. Check out my website for all the links to today's show, for this year's show, and last year's lineup. It's pretty cool who gets to play and how famous some of these bands truly are. And all of these shows are free with your admission into the park.
Episode 59, Creative Hair. Donna is the main gal and a great lady. Here's my experience. Donna keeps all of our secrets, I think. Isn't that what most hairdressers do? They keep all those secrets. In this small hair salon, there's also a nail studio. Mandy runs this portion. She's a Vietnamese lady with long nails, a great smile, and she too loves what she does. She's good at it too. Many times I've had my nails done here and have shared this place with other people as well. She's cheap and good, like 26 bucks for a polished change with fancy designs. Her Instagram page is also fantastic for ideas. Yeah, I can do that. Something like that? Okay, let's see. I like that too. Yeah. It's lighter than the other one. A little lighter? The whole thing is lighter than the other. Yeah. So I don't want to do it with my whole head. No, if not, no, no whole head is that. And I'd like it to be like more, um, should I go more chunky or more chunky? Because like more popular with the chunk. More chunky? Okay. Not just to, because I wanted to have like some dimension, a little bit of texture. Yeah. I should have probably looked before I came. Sorry, Donna. No, no, it's okay. You can take your time to me. As we ponder through the options for my hair, she kind of coaches me along and says to choose this or choose that. She helps you decide what would be the best options to pick and kind of what's the most current. Episode 60, Crazy April Snow Day. A reflection of one of my hubby's photos. My story about it. Just love his style. Line wires cast upon the peak of the garage. One small perfect dip in the snow. A resting point, no doubt, left over from a bird. The garage's window is frosted up from the bottom, almost three quarters. It's furry, and your hand would leave a perfect imprint if you were to touch it. this. Episode 61, Point Sushi. Think bullet trains. Ordering on iPads. Watch your arms. So fun. Here's the clip. But it's fun to create this paper bag of potato sticks. Adding the power seasoning a little at a time until the flavor is where you want it to be. And it's entertaining too. Uh-huh. Oh, I got it. Okay. Okay, so you dump a little of this inside there, you close the top, and then you shake it up. Just do a little at a time. I'm not happy with it. There. Got it. It's good. Got it. 
Oh, I gotta go more than that. How are the um, tempura? Where is our Sorry, that's just coming. Oh, not a very big order. The fries are really good. Who doesn't love good fries and dipping them in a seasoned mayo? I do. Who doesn't like dipping fries in mayo? Who doesn't like fries all the time? What? Who doesn't like fries all the time? I love fries. What's a good fries, eh? It's a little chintzy on the fries order, but they're only like three bucks or something, right? So. Okay, do you want to see what we've ordered? The water still hasn't arrived. Listen to London. We already got our tea, but still no water. Now we ate all our fries. She's so hilarious and a bit dramatic, but she's very thirsty. Have some tea while we wait for the water. Yeah, but just have a little bit of your mouth. It's delicious. It's uh, flavorful. Is it open? The temper is good. We finally get our water and it's served in glass. Glassware, not a giant plastic cup. Glass. I love that it's glass. Usually water glass. And episode 62, the Valerie series. I love my name and I don't know any Valerie's. So I went on the hunt. <laughs> my birthday is March 29th. My sign is an Aries. And I believe being an Aries is makes me who I am. It kind of is a concentrated version of me because I'm an Aries. It's definitely me. And I'm most compatible with Libras. My dad's a Libra and my husband Jeff is a Libra. And we're very, very compatible people. If you could travel anywhere, where would you go? Okay, so I've always wanted to go to this place called Christmas Island. And the reason why I want to go there is A, it's tropical. And B, once a year, all these crabs hatch. And they cover the entire island in red. So I've always wanted to see that. Next, I would love to see the cherry blossoms bloom in Japan. I think that would be so beautiful. And then on my bucket list, I have Portugal and Cuba. So that's my top four places. 
What are you a self-proclaimed expert in? And I know when we were growing up, you were a self-proclaimed expert in pretty much everything. But what about now? (laughs) Okay, so she's probably right. I, because I'm so driven and I'm intrinsically motivated, I want to learn about everything. And I want not necessarily to be good at it. I'm not competitive or I wouldn't say I'm competitive. But I definitely want to figure stuff out and learn about it and then be able to empower people with my knowledge, mentor them, share it with them. I wouldn't say I'm an expert in things, but I'm a very curious person. Janice. Worst job? Oh, yeah, I kind of said this earlier. My worst job was working at a pet store where I had to clean a gajillion fish tanks and I had to feed the snakes alive baby hamsters and they eat them from the bum first. So these little pink hamsters are in the cage. Wow, what an episode. What was your favorite snippet from this batch of 20 shows? The gravelly voices, the fair, sushi, Next week, we dive into part four as we pay tribute to the last 100 shows. Think interviews. My name is Valerie Moss in Studio 17.